Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello. This is Man Baggage, I'm Russell Kane. This is the safe space where we gather men together, we drill down into their heads, and we try to find out what makes men tick, how their brains work. It came out of an era uh, where people were saying, why don't men talk to each other? Why don't men ever say what they're feeling and exchange their feeling? So we were gonna sit in that area. But as soon as I went into that area, I realized it was dominated by a much needed, sort of emotionally literate group of men wearing cardigans, dipping biscuits in their tea, ready to share. And it excluded a hardcore rump of normally working class men who aren't ready to share without the lube of banter and humour. That doesn't mean we're just here for frippery. The types of things we've spoken about. We've gone there with suicide. One of our female guests has talked about miscarriage. We do go to the heavier subjects. We're not scared to be weighty, but we're always leveraging it with a slight glaze of humour. If you know anything about men, or if you want to know anything about men, just head to their WhatsApp group and see how the difference between how men and women interact. Women, even if they're bantering, oh, look at this, this is funny, here's David Beckham with his kit off. Becky's like, I'm feeling lonely, Dave's left me. Boom, side group, take care of the girls. Prosecco ambulance, Becky's house, is Becky okay? Side chats, we better save Becky. Whereas the blokes group is, you know, banter, banter, here's some Paul, my wife's left me, never mind, here's a goat being wanked off in China with no acknowledgement. So we need to use humour as a little doorway in. And that is today's subject. We're gonna tackle it on the nose, humour. We're gonna look at how men use humour, how women use humour. Is there a gender difference? I think there probably is. Probably, feel free to cancel me. I could do with the ticket sales. Uh, I couldn't, sold out. Uh, and I'm joined by an amazing comedian. I can't actually believe I've lured him into my man baggage lair, ready to milk my man baggage sack of all its viscous insight. It's Chris DiStefano. Hello. He's smashing it like someone with a hammer and concrete on MDMA. That's yes. how hard you're smashing it, bro. Selling out all over the country. You're only here visiting. We haven't got you for long. We can, of course, get more of you in your podcast, Chrissy Chaos. We can see you in your Netflix special. Yes. But how are you finding us? tea-stained losers. First of all, you just talked for five minutes. I don't know what you said. <laughs> uh, you, you said the word frippery, and I've never heard that in my life. And I know I'm a dumb American, wow. but literally frippery is a word that I will now use yep. for the rest of my life. My boy James here. James, make frippery merch, please. We're going to put frippery on merch. Um, it's actually a type of anal rimming in California, I've just been told in my earpiece. Oh, good. So I should know about <laughs> it then. Don't use it in San Francisco or you will be entered with a tongue. But, dude, oh. I love it. Um, punchline. I, 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 Russell, you don't know this, but in 2012 was the first time I came to London, you know, doing just pretty much open mics, trying to run around didn't know anything. I was like, let me just come to the city and do it. And then I put on the, the TV and I saw you hosting live at the Apollo, which I had no idea what that meant. You know, for me in New York, the Apollo Theater is like a theater up in Harlem where like, you know, you get booed off. If, you know, if, if you suck, you get booed off. Mm -hmm. It's not like prim and proper. It's like a different thing. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? Who is this guy? He's at the Apollo. And I didn't understand that the Apollo is a big thing in London. I remember you just like 
killing it and crushing it. And I remember the the comics. I was like, do you know who this guy Russell Kane is? And they were like, yeah, of course. Do you not know who he is? Is and I was like, no. And I felt like a fucking idiot. And then it was my goal in life. I swear to Christ, I was telling right. James this. My goal in life for the past ten years, because I'm my I have a crazy head. So my head was like, I'm gonna get. I gotta keep getting up. I'm gonna meet Russell. That's I'm gonna meet what Russell one day. I swear to God, I was like, I'm gonna keep going up, 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 and I'm, I'm gonna meet it. And I swear, there have been times, I swear, to, I swear to Christ on my kids, which I would never lie, I've been sitting in like Cincinnati, Ohio, that's just what, being oh like, God, that's what Jerry Springer's I'm gonna for. fucking sell, I'm gonna keep going, I'm gonna meet Kane one day. <laughs> and, it's, and, it, and it was just I simply- I can't tell if this is an I character. swear to God, because I was sitting in my- I swear to Christ. Stefano Christopher. I was sitting in my hotel, I was sitting in my hotel of fucking Holiday Inn Express bullshit, wherever I was, I literally, was watching TV and then my mind was just like, that's, that's crazy. That's, that's what I'm, because I've always had this dream, I don't know why, to just be like, I just want to sell out, I just want to sell tickets in the UK. And I think really? back then I was like, I, Russell Kane's gonna, he's gonna help me. Fucking hell. If but now I, I don't need you. If only I was American, I could enjoy the praise. Instead, I feel really awkward and wish it had never happened. Because, no, I, I mean, know. The whole country has low self esteem issues. No, so do I. No, listen, no, listen, so do I. I mean, I mean you know, I, I believe I'm a piece of garbage, always will. But nice. it's just, it was a thing that- You could that... probably get an English passport pretty quickly then. Yeah. <laughs> that's but one I, of the first things on the nationality check is, do you think you're a piece yeah. of shit? And right. then that, that's the, the primary thing you yeah. need to enter the country. Yeah, so I always, I always, I, I always secretly- That's amazing, oh, thank you. So I should probably introduce as well for yeah. people uh, listening. It will be, I would love it personally if we lived in a world where two men could just sit there talking about men's brains getting to the bottom of what men's things but the reality is we would drift into sexist generalizations well you know what men are like and women are like and we just can't do that not in 2022 when we're recording this we need a strong female presence right. a, a lady auditor to call bullshit on any generalizations yes. we might drift into and that today is lindsey kane someone who i'm you know banging in that uh, we're actually married, but you know, it's still obvious that still happens. Let's not analyze awesome. it, but you know, Lindsay is the guest. Welcome, Lindsay. Hello. Hello. And it, there's actually Lindsay who's been bugging me to get you on. What? She's yeah. Like Chris Look is in the country. At, yeah. Look at that. It's like a daisy chain like, of love. I, was like, I said to Raymond, I was like, he's coming to UK to see if we can get him. Thank you, Lindsay. You made my dreams come true. I'm, I'm so glad that. <laughs> Look at Lindsay Kane. And biological female? Biological. We're all biological males and females. I just want to be, want to be yeah, careful. Bi biological female. England's yeah. woke. I mean, London's a woke, woke city. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize. I mean, because New York is, you know, wild. But London is like, it's, it's. I mean, I was yesterday in a Trafalgar Square and yeah. uh, protesters were gluing, glued themselves to the street. That's and, happened today again. And stopped traffic. Yeah. And the one guy had a sign. It said LGBTQ and climate change and i didn't i was like what do you you think the climate made you gay what what i had no yeah. idea like what was happening and glued themselves to the street and i yeah. was like honestly i i was like for real i was like this is why your police should have guns because in new york you're not you glue yourself to the street watch what happens if you block traffic for five it's minutes easier for the policeman to hit you if you're dude a taxi cab driver would come out and hit you with a fucking baseball bat because you know this guy makes ten dollars a year Home run. and if he doesn't get his person <laughs> yeah. to the airport he can't feed his family he's gonna have to honor kill himself so you want to glue yourself to the floor to protest climate change or you're just gonna get a bat to the head but here the police were talking to them, offering them water. I was like, you should pour hot water yeah. on them that to still, melt the glue off. That would still be called hate water from the people. <laughs> take, take your hate water away from my face. Yeah. Anyway, enough about lesbian fracking. Um, we're here to talk about yeah. humor, yeah. of which we're both master practitioners. 
Um, so, I mean, this feels totally ridiculous, but I always like to start with a definition. So the humour is the quality of being a musical comic, especially as expressed in, in literature or speech. But we know it goes much further than that. I'm going to ask you a difficult question do that it. could easily get us cancelled in woke London. But do you think men enjoy being humorous more than women? Do you think we enjoy messing around and joking? We're talking about 18 and above here, adult men seem to enjoy fucking about more than women. I think that men, personally, I think we like comedy more because I think we're probably a bit more insecure than women are. With Our egos are way bigger. So I think laughter is like a way, kind of like disarms, you know, the other guy I'm talking to. It, it disarms myself. Like it kind of like limits our ego a little bit where I think women are more, women are, you know, can be very funny, but I think women are just always look, women are always in protection mode. Women are always like, I, I, I don't have time for fun and games. If you get near my children, I'll kill you. If you try to touch my breasts, I'll kill you. Yeah. It's, they're very much like I'm guarding the children yeah. at all times. Where men were always like, you know, just yeah. with like clubs being like, I'll get you meat. Oh, you know? well, hold on a second. I've got a pun on pedophile. Give me a second. <laughs> I'm going to pun on what you're doing first. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think humor, I, I think it's just a, 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 like a, a gen, genetic, visceral, like DNA thing. Like we're just different that way because our roles are different in the universe. Do you agree with that, Lindsay? Yeah, no. I, I think I think women probably care more how they're perceived. Like I've got a friend who's really funny. She's so funny, but she won't do it because of sort of like family dynamics and background. And she's worried like, oh, if I say the truth about certain things, like she finds it really funny, but she doesn't want to upset right. her like so that, family. That's quite profound. So, you, so we're saying that men need more reassurance and bigger egos need to do humour more, but. When you step up to the plate to do humour, women care more about. What I think so, think. and right. then like but those two things almost make a part. Whereas like opposites. my mum will be like, "Oh, right. I listened to last week's podcast; it was really good." And I'm like, "Don't stop listening because I say stuff that I don't want you to hear." Whereas he couldn't give a shit what his mum like. Yeah. He doesn't care what anyone like. He just wants people to laugh. Yeah, like I, I guess that is true. Like anytime my mom listens, she's like, "Christopher, why do you say those words?" <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I don't know where I don't, but I don't. I would never like not my what mom. What's the word? Republican. Right, yeah, you, know, you could tell by my haircut what I am. Um, I would, yeah, I was not approving of the protesters. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. You've got uh, a passport. We know you're a Democrat. I mean, it's literally illegal to own a passport if you're a Republican. Is that yeah, I true? Know. Yeah, they try to take it. Well, not where I live. I live on in Staten Island, New York. So it's like there. It's, it's like a little freedom village that we have it's a big bridge to get over and like you know you can uh it's an interesting place you guys should come to staten island okay. yeah i think you'd like it yeah i can't yeah, wait they, to be processed they wouldn't know what the hell to do with you they were like what is this who is this gay english guy <laughs> and then i'd be running gone. around with his long sleeves <laughs> hey, he's, he's dancing away what's happening brad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shoot him um what about the different types of, of humor because mm -hmm. obviously i've done i do humor for a living Yes, I come from a, a council estate, you would say a welfare estate, but I've read my way out. So I got out yeah. via literature. So unbelievably, I have a good degree in English, even though right. I sound like I should be on spring bake, lighting a Sambuca on my bum hole when my mate drinks it out. But I've got a, a good day. I've got a degree in And yet, if she hears me crying with like, I mean, crying like when you were 14, before she even comes in, she knows I'm watching a video with someone farting or slipping. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, what do you think it's like there's different types of humor that men laugh at compared to women? I'm not saying women don't laugh at fart. We've laughed at fart humor together many a time. I saw laugh at you laughing at it. I almost think that fart jokes are so funny 
And like, not, you can't, there's nothing better. It's almost like God designed it that way. Like that's why he designed an asshole tight and small and gas to come out because he's like, there's nothing funnier than that sound. Cause he could have designed it any way he wanted to not make it sound. But he, so the way it shoots out like he that is like, like, it's literally designed to hit chemicals in our brains yeah. to be like, what's funnier than that? That's why like George Carlin is my favorite comic from America. Cause he would do like a joke about like, you know, how like HIV and AIDS is like taking over the planet and policy and this and that, and then a fart joke, immediate fart joke. Yeah. And you know, I'm like, oh, that, that's like, that's brilliant. But fart jokes aren't, yeah, I think, um, I don't know that I've ever laughed harder than uh, someone farting. I'm trying to think now, it's just <laughs> farting. Yeah. Or sort of like a pet falling over or a dog running into a wall. Not even like that. Basic shit. Even Unless like one of my farts knocked it over, I wouldn't, it wouldn't the, be the as funny. What about when a cat uses a litter tray, but the bum doesn't fully cut off the poo and then it spend, it runs away from its own poo, even though it's hanging out of its ass. I, I thought I was gonna have an asthma attack and I don't have asthma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's running away from its own attached shit. But like, I don't think that farting, I don't even think it should be looked at as immature. It's like, I mean, whatever makes you laugh, makes you laugh. I think we as comics have made fart jokes not cool. I mean, that, that, there is that saying, isn't there? That, that something or other is the lowest form of wit. But where, where did this class system of humor emerge from? There's I was gonna say probably a woman, a woman well, I'm like, Ugh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna listen to farts. Like, but I just laugh at you laughing at them. What sort of humor do you find amusing then? Are you, like you, you actually really make me laugh. Indeed. You do. You like, like. You, you, it, I, I'll have like an image in my head, and I won't be able to sort of say it. So it's so funny. Observational, but you, you mean? Yeah, but then you'll say it and you'll describe exactly what I'm thinking in my head. But you just make it funny. What about the cultural differences in America versus the UK? Because one, well, as soon as I started performing in the UK, it shocked me how few Americans are on the circuit here. Loads of Canadians, loads of Australians. Yeah. Loads of Kiwis, we have Indian, we have South African comics, we have Irish comics. It can't be how far away the country is and the, and the size of the population, because there's so many Aussies here, which is 24 hours away. And I think about right. 15 million people live in Australia. Right. There's obviously the Venn diagram of the overlap between American and British humor is smaller than other cultures, but it's confusing because we both speak English. Well, yes, yeah. so, but it's different kinds of English. Like you, like even when I was watching you, I was like on TV, I was like, I was laughing at your mannerisms. I was like, this guy is just high energy. I love him, but the words, I was like, I don't know what he's saying. I understand it's killing because <laughs> I hear the crowd laughing and I'm actually laughing, but I don't know what he just said at all. I just felt like I got shot out of a cannon when I watched it. I was like, Woo! I was like that was fun. That's going on the poster. But the words are different. But I think what's happened now, like specifically in comedy is, you know, I've come here multiple times, never could sell any tickets because I was always going like whatever the standard television trying to be on TV in America and, and, and all those things. And then it's kind of like changed now. Like now it's like niche, right? So podcasting, internet, all that stuff is niche. I'm speaking to specific groups of people. So the rest maybe don't know who I am, but the small group that does, they will come and buy to, and then, and now all my shows sell out because it's not that um, like being generally famous or trying to get the general population doesn't work anymore in comedy it's the niche people so last night my shows in london you know we're all sold out with people that know what i'm saying i'm talking about the things that i talk about in the podcast and yes they live in the uk but they've been listening to me they Got know it. my language and i know theirs yeah. so tonight i'll see you know if i pop into top secret where people don't know who i am does the material work or not but like because mm. i feel like you probably came up in when it was you could be very successful as you are being generally famous like getting on television doing that that didn't really my 
mm. class of comics, you, there's no, the people who, they still is a, is a pipe dream where they're like, oh, I'm going to get on Saturday Night Live. I'm going to get on TV and, and they sell no tickets. They, they wind up like becoming waiters where the ones who are podcasting internet, yeah. not as cool, not as sexy, you know, it's thousands of tickets. It's every, yeah, our lives have ch completely to, changed. To be fair, that's what I'm having to do now to sustain right. the business model. I, don't, I'm, I, I mean, I get the TV gigs, but I don't chase them. I'm more working on my social media. But you did it. The, but you did it the right way because I think still, like, I never really got the big TV opportunities. I'm getting the opportunities on the internet. But it, it is good to do it. Like you have that established base on TV, and now you're getting the fans this way through the new yeah. medium. I think it's best to have a balance of both, but I think you will see much more American comedians coming here now just because of, of podcasting. I'm yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So, Linz, my, my theory is the, the main difference is on, on confidence. So but if you step off an aeroplane in, in America and start cracking jokes using words that Americans understand, it's they find it funny if you're slating where you're from and, and slating yourself. Whereas what I've noticed with with American people, there, there's a confidence, whether it's real or, or not. So, for example, I could quite easily get off a plane in Boston and go, I love this city, and I'd probably get a cheer. They'd love it. Try that and just fucking try it in London and see what happens. If I said I love London? Yeah, I go, of course you fucking do, mate. Now, give us a joke so someone's going to get hurt. Yeah, like that. <laughs> but if you came on and went, London, my God, there's some real fucking shit bits. You'd be like, tell us more. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, American people would be, I'd day for one goddamn green of sand. My town might look like much, birdie. But I definitely wouldn't get yeah. Whereas I reckon King Charles is actually walking around Buckingham Palace going, what a shithole. Get back in the cellar, Andrew, you nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, I feel like Americans, we would, like you said earlier in the podcast, you said that people think your accent is like stupid and you sound like the <laughs> smartest person I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Just because you have a, a, an, an English yeah, accent. Yeah, we love that. Because we got off the aeroplane and we were like, oh, babe, can I have a beer? Oh my God, are you royal? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I'll finger you by the dumpster if you like. Oh my God, are you related to King Charles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. That, I mean, we all would we would love it we, because it's just it's you're like a, a novelty there's just too many people in america it's too fucking yeah. big but, but yeah. so lindsay that's my question so just when it comes to to women is it the confidence that's in humor that's attractive because it is there's a is a bit of a question what do you mean like, like a, a, what a woman finds attractive in a man but what is it that's good about humor i mean what so, so weirdly, it's one of those things like painting it's like if it disappeared tomorrow, what no, would it be? because, so growing up, my mum always used to say, find somebody who makes you laugh. How weird that I've ended up marrying of a course. comedian. Yeah. But she honestly, she used to say that just life will get tough. But if you find someone that can make you laugh, it makes life a lot easier. And, you know, we do, don't we? We always laugh our way well, out of I things. think it probably makes you feel safe, right? When a guy can make you laugh or, yeah. or like, you know, you feel like, okay, like he's a nice guy or my endorphins are going with him. And I, it's probably like some type of neurochemical thing where like when a woman laughs or when we laugh, it's like, it's just, I think it's all disarmament. I think it's all kind of knocking down our Neanderthal brain and being like, okay, we can relax here. Things are safe. We're in a little safe space. It's probably that. But do you think, though, that back in... As we emerged as lungfish from the primordial sludge nice. on, our, on our route to becoming homo sapiens, 
at some point, humour must have been selected as a trait for mating. Otherwise, it wouldn't exist. Funny. Oh, yeah, 100%. So at some point, the woman must have gone, I love your club, Gary. I love your six-pack. And there'd be like Louis Benkelstein in the corner with his, with his glasses being funnier and he's still getting the girl. Right. Uh, that must have happened back in the cave days. And sure. the only purpose I can think of it served was not just endorphins and made a woman feel nice it must or, or a man it must have had a survival benefit i.e if people are coming out you know on a night out if me and you're in a bar and we've got the table and it's all popping and the bottle and we're bringing the gel to the table which actually obviously happens instantly as soon as i entered the club but if that's happening and some guys go like i oh, look at these two flash fuckers let's go and cause some trouble we've probably got a quite a high chance of not being punched in the face yes. by using humour yeah. yeah. to do something. So one must assume that back in the day, our infants were more likely to survive a marauding neighbouring tribe. Because well, just before you hammer in my yeah. newborn's head, yeah. have you heard the one about? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, maybe that's what led to it. I mean, it must have had a serious survival benefit. I never yeah. thought about the survival benefit of humour, but you're right. I mean, it has to be something deep. In like, it's all chemicals. I think it has to be something in the chemicals. So can I ask, when you have, if you have an argument with your missus, do you use humour to get out of, like, get out of a, a bad box? I'm trying to use humour during the argument. I'm just yeah. always trying to, she will always say, though, she's like, it's not, it's not funny. What you're doing, it's not funny. This is no time for joking. And then I'll just continue to <laughs> joke. a helicopter. In, until she gonna, fucking laughs. You're going to tell me yeah. that's not funny? Hmm? But, yeah. You know, <laughs> my keep... balls are hitting my belly button. <laughs> yeah. Not funny, apparently. I'll just keep going until she <laughs>, laughs at something, you know? And then, so then we come to how men talk to each other. Yeah. And so obviously we've got football on both sides of the Atlantic as uh, two men sit, who sit down who don't know each other the first stop is football if you don't like football the next stop is humour right. it's like we have a proxy side language whereas I know this sounds so sexist and it, I, don't, I don't mean all women but a lot of women you could quite happily sit down with them what's your name have you got kids really and that's the day I've had and they're, they're um, having conversations of substance quite quickly right. where it's almost like we have to have like a, a palate cleanser you know like a melon sorbet yeah. of humour before we can get into the main course of whatever we want to talk about yeah I feel like sports is, is sports and humour they're like the great equalizers. like the neighbourhood I grew up in pretty relatively rough neighbourhood and if, you know you had to play, if you play basketball you could just be okay and I was that's why I was learned to play ball to you know talk to my friends and, and then when I was on the basketball team and I was on a very good team I used humour for the best players to you know pay attention to me i remember being a little kid and asking my mom i was like mom like what do you think like my best talent is and i wanted her to say basketball so bad i wanted to be like your jump shot but she was like your sense of humor that's what it is and i was like no it's not and then, and then and then i was like you know but now i realize like being funny is subjective like some people think we're funny some people don't i get it but just having that sense of humor i feel blessed to have that and i think my kids have that because like the people that don't have that it's like what a what a dull yeah. shit life if you yeah, can't laugh so at stuff do you think men that don't have that are more vulnerable i'm assuming the stats are, are similar the other side of the atlanta but men kill themselves seven times more often than women here so the male suicide rate in the united kingdom is seven times that of female and i think one of the risk factors is men who can't use humor or sport to right get through that surface i think they're more at risk don't yeah you? yeah i think sometimes like someone might not necessarily come to you russell because they think that you can't be serious in a serious situation That's even me. though you can yeah but I think maybe, I don't know, maybe they think, oh, I'll go to Wayne because he's... So it could be threat, more, more it could serious. be off-putting. So there's like an optimal level of using humour right. with, with intimate acquaintances. Yeah. 
By the way, this has been studied, in case you think we're just saying men have more humour than women. And this has been studied countless times and no one ever likes the results. I'm not making up the results. And what's even better, it was the Aberystwyth University in Wales and the University of North Carolina together, Wakanda United, <laughs> they analysed 28 studies which looked at how funny around 5,000 people were. They wanted to see whether the stereotype that men are funnier than women was true. And researchers found that 63% of men were funnier than the average woman. I mean, but it's, it's a hard premium. stat though, because being funny is so subjective. Yeah. Yeah. Like 63% yeah, yeah. of those men, you know, but it's like, I, I just, I don't know. I think that my whole outlook on humanity is like it's person to person. You can't generalize any group. So it's like, I have friends in my friend group that I think they're even funnier than me. They just don't do comedy, but you know, I'm more vulnerable than them and, and they can talk to me because they know like, you know, especially having like little daughters, I'm like, I can like, you know, you can talk to me, you can get emotional with me, it's all good. Listen, the study is the study, but I just feel like it's so, it's too subjective comedy. Well, let's put it in, a, there's what, there, we know what men like, yeah? They like crisps or chips, as you would say. Yeah. They mm -hmm. like sport, masturbating, farting, and shagging. That's the end of the list. I did, there's nothing and, bit, and Bitcoin. And Bitcoin. Yeah. Bit, Bitcoin and shaving their balls at the new entry in 2020. Yes. So given how much men seem to, straight men seem to enjoy shagging, and gay men quite fond of it as well, from what I've heard, do you think that's why men might be more drawn to humour? Because they know funniness is extremely attractive to women. Let's unpack that. How attractive is an extremely funny woman to a man? I mean, we're going to have to go to some uncomfortable areas here, listeners. So feel free to switch off if you're some butthurt pussy hole that can't take chat. I think a funny woman, it's very, very, very intimidating because you're like, holy, I mean, you know, she's beautiful, she's funny, she's got a good job. It makes you feel like, well, why do you need me then? Sometimes women are so powerful where, where you're like yeah I, it'd just be easier to be gay because you're like this woman is just that can happen can class. you bring some vodka please <laughs> yes there it is um poppers um i mean i have them at the hotel in soho um but you know it depends right for me personally i like that my girlfriend actually doesn't like comedy at all she doesn't like my comedy she doesn't she's like what? that's your job i don't give a shit it's like whatever I raise the kids um, we do other things together she's like go have your fun wait a minute she doesn't like your comedy or comedy listen without she meaning to be mean what was the initial attraction <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, know. I know she's like I like guys with big heads <laughs> just Neanderthal heads that look greasy so I'm like, oh. All right. um, That's it, so, then. yeah we met we didn't it's not like I met her at a comedy show I met her at like a regular bar old, fa that. old fashioned way well what happened was is we you know we Met and you were like, at a hair gel store. Yeah. I was buying like a, a crate of gel for me. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I was buying marinara sauce. And <laughs> I was making pizzas in her ass. And, and, oh hey, what's what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but we we our story is we hung out, had like a great night, you know, drinking whatever, yeah. and we had sex on the first date, and that was our first daughter. So I like really? I knew her for nine months, and we had a, a, a baby, like immediately. So a lot of things to like. So yeah. there's a lot Wonder of. You like, weren't laughing much in that first time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh boy, you spent my white as a shit shitting. Yourself. Yeah, I was like, here's my Puerto Rican child. Can, get, can David Letterman just return my call at least, please? Yeah. <laughs> 
he uh um, um you know yeah that was i know the pressure was on i was like yikes i was wow. like i really need russell kane now <laughs> uh, i need to make money um but but uh it's interesting because i actually like it better personally that she doesn't you know really care for my comedy and and she actually the people she thinks funny are complete opposite no of, of what i would talk about and you know is it like your best friend brad <laughs> no she like she loves like a, like hannah gadsby and like oh, people she's like she's amazing yeah, yeah is she big in the states now she's hannah. big in the states now yeah which she, hannah gadsby's fine I, I have nothing, you know, I don't know her comedy. I know that her comedy is opposite of mine. But I like that Jasmine likes that stuff because it's like, for me, I think times when I've, you know, because there was a, a period of time where, where we, we broke up and we were just co-parenting and we were both dating again. And women that were like, you know, liked my comedy. It was like everything I said. They were like, is that a bit? Is that a joke? It gets, oh, yeah, it gets yeah, very yeah, exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where Jasmine, well, you can use that. Here's a joke. You can use that if you want. It's like, no. No, no, no. Too. I'll never use it. Where yeah. Jasmine like is very mid, much. Mid shag. Are you doing a bit now? Please, yeah, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to spaff off. Can you stop yeah. talking? So does Jasmine find you funny in general? Like, does she laugh at you in general? I think, yes. There's been many times where she's laughed at me and I think, you know, part <laughs> of it, uh, like the, the attraction or whatever, I think, yeah, we, we, she probably wouldn't have sex with me if she didn't think I was somewhat funny or at least I mean I guess we were both pretty drunk the first time but um she's you know whatever and we have a kid so she stays has to stay with me now yeah but but it's almost a rom-com isn't it's beautiful we got two kids now <laughs> I know we we broke up then the pandemic happened we got back together had sex again for the first time in three years oh had another God. child so yeah. it's just wow. like crazy she definitely does but I know I don't want to say she's not she's supportive of me I mean you know, we, you know our family is great and our kids have a good life and all that because my career but but she i would say like she wouldn't like if she didn't know me and she saw my special she'd be like mm, yeah. he's not for me i mean it's so different from how we met Lindsay was in the front row of my comedy show and i just said get in the van that's that, it yeah that was it, it. So back, my mum and dad were fans of his so really? it was a christmas present i got tickets for them to go and see his show yeah. Yeah. and then my friend had a friend that worked at the theater and said oh you're going there tonight i'll get her to reserve seats for you yeah and then they put us on the front it's, row and that was that so i just she made it through to the what i call the wristband room yeah it was 10 other girls there and over a period of three months she made it through to judges houses and the live finals Wow. And the final audition was a, a double piston. There it is. Congratulations. Look at that. <laughs> okay, guys, we're going to take a break there. That's the end of part one of this discussion. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 